Welcome in everybody to another edition of Global Dynasty Sports Talk Radio. On this edition, Blake will dive into all things with the Philadelphia Eagles, talking all their transactions for the 2020 offseason, and diving just a toe into the water of the upcoming Thursday's 2020 Philadelphia Eagles NFL Draft. Global Dynasty Sports Talk Radio, the 2020 Eagles offseason talk begins right now. Yeah. Microphone check. Uh. All we do is go, go, go Case you didn't know, no, no Global Dynasty Sports Talk Radio Yeah, we on for show With the host Black and Taylor You already know they down for whatever When it come to sports, there ain't no jokes Already know that they in too So you better come in, tune in Cause you know what this about Gonna make you scream and shout With all the nasty news This the dynasty Case you don't know the breaking rules Telling you what it do's Giving you the insight And best believe they're doing it right Every day and every night Only question is, yo Is you ready to take flight? Greetings, greetings Welcome in everybody to another edition of Global Dynasty Sports Talk Radio How's it going everybody? Long time no talk to ya Your host, Blake Plotsky Hanging with you today On this was it Thursday or Friday? I'm losing track of days here. Uh, I want to say this Friday, April 17th, 2020. Man, there is a lot going on in our world, everybody. But not a ton going on in the sports world. Us sportscasters have to kind of dig deep and think outside the box. This is an episode I've wanted to do for a while now. I'm finally getting around to it. I apologize, but we are back in the saddle. We are revved up, ready to go to talk about anything and everything with the Philadelphia Eagles 2020 NFL offseason. Let's get right into it, shall we? Now, with the NFL draft less than a week away, always starts on a Thursday. It'll start six days from now. On next Thursday, which will be April 25th, if my math is correct. It's probably not. Uh, I'm terrible at math, everybody. It's my worst subject. Anyways, the Philadelphia Eagles have to hit in this draft. They truly have to. And for more reasons than one. Now, when Howie Roseman is aggressive and he tends to trade up, I would hazard a guess that good things tend to happen when Howie Roseman trades up. Carson Wentz. Now, when you wait on something, it doesn't seem to work out in Howie's favor. And Howie is not the perfect draft expert, as shown by some of his previous picks in uh, his years of being Philadelphia Eagles general manager. I, I feel that Howie Roseman has trouble... 
analyzing draft prospects that are wide receivers and that are cornerbacks. And with the state of the wide receiving core as it is, Elshon Jeffrey perpetually hurt. Nelson Aguilar is a Las Vegas Raider. J.J. Ortega-Whiteside hasn't hit the ground running quite yet. Greg Ward Jr., who knows if he'll even make the team, even though he showed out in the second half of the year last year. I think the Eagles truly need to hit not on only on one, but two wide receivers in this draft, I think. I believe right now I only have the Eagles drafting one wide receiver, but we'll see what happens there. Now there's rumors of the Eagles potentially attempting to trade up for a position to possibly draft C.D. Lamb out of Oklahoma. Honestly, I would love that. Now, my favorite wide receiver in the draft is Jerry Judy, but I would not shake a stick at C.D. Lamb. Everybody, listen, all Eagles fans out there, you guys know what I know. You guys know that we need a number one. Now, what will we have to give up to trade up to get that number one, say a C.D. Lamb or a Jerry Judy, etc.? I don't know. It's going to be a hefty price, but is it worth it? I'm, I started out saying it depends on what we would trade. As the hours tick by, I'm more in the camp of just saying whatever it takes to get just a true number one wide receiver of the future. Traded whatever it took to, to trade up to draft Carson Wentz a couple of years ago. I think you need to do the same with the tier one wide receiver prospects because wide receivers deep in the draft. There's no question about that, but there are tiers to everything, and there clearly are tier one wide receivers. You can get a good wide receiver at pick 21. You can. A Justin Jefferson, a Denzel Mims, I personally would not shake a stick at either of those guys, but there's clearly tiers that should be definitely looked at. That's all. The two other things in the draft that I think are most important are a linebacker in the first three rounds and a center of the future because Jason Kelsey every year since the Eagles Super Bowl win at Super Bowl 52, he's been contemplating retirement. You can't just keep kicking the can down the road and saying, oh, what's Jason Kelsey going to do? Oh, oh, he didn't retire. He's coming back. Oh, th- thank the Lord. Lord heaven. He's, he's coming back. You can't do that. You, you're setting yourself up to trip over a rock and fall into a deep, deep hole that you can't get out of. Now, the Eagles could potentially slide Isaac Sayamalu over from guard, have him play center, and draft a guard, a new futuristic left guard for the next 8, 10 years just like Andre Dillard, but do you want to do that? I look at that option as a last resort. For centers in the draft that I would like, um, I like Matt Hennessy, honestly. The uh, center out of Temple, I like him. Uh, I currently have him in the second round, possibly, because I don't think he's going to last longer than that. I know what you're thinking, everybody. I know. That it's a reach to draft a center when we already have a center. But again, I've already laid out why. 
I'm just saying. I got a couple of players at different positions of what I would like. Uh, Linebacker-wise, I'd like uh, Troy Dye out of Oregon in the first three rounds or Luke Wilson out of Wyoming in the first three rounds. Those are the two things that I think are most important next to a wide receiver. All right, everybody. Uh, That's just a little look at the Eagles draft less than a week from now. Feel free to, and please, listen to uh, Taylor Johnson and myself, Blake Plonsky, as we do our annual mock draft. We mock draft the very first round every single year. We do it live on Facebook. There will be video. There will be an audio version, a podcast version released as well. So all formal ways that you can listen to it, watch it, please uh, help us out and uh, join us and participate. Uh, Watch that and uh, play along with us this Monday on May, or May, excuse me, April 20th at 7 p.m. Yes, everybody doing our annual NFL mock draft special as Taylor and Blake mocked the first round on 420. <laughs> Anyways, all right, let's get back to the Eagles offseason, shall we? First uh, transaction up. Now, the Eagles offseason, everybody, I mean, I think it kind of started a little slow, and so did a lot of other people. First, on March 16th, agreed to terms on a one-year contract with a standout defensive tackle from last year's preseason, Hassan Ridgeway. Um, now, this isn't a splash. It's a, it's a needed body at a position that you can never have too much of. Hassan Ridgeway, when he does play, he is a serviceable player and not too much against the salary cap. So what can you say? The guy plays with a lot of heart. But, I mean, he's a so-so player. But, I mean, are you going to hit it out of the park with everyone? Nah, not really. You need those guys to fill out the, the end of the bench. March 17th, agreed to a one-year contract with QB Nate Sudfeld. Now, I had my eyes on a couple other guys. Um, they probably would have cost more in cap space. I used to be a Nate Sudfeld guy. I'm not saying that I'm not anymore. I just... I don't know. He just he hasn't wowed me lately, and I'm not saying that he has to. We have Carson Wentz. I I don't like to be a prisoner of saying Carson Wentz is perpetually injured, once injured, always injured. But you got to have a serviceable backup, and I and Sudfeld is serviceable. Yes, I just you know I guess I was hoping for more of a name. I guess and shame on me. Uh, for that, because you need the salary cap for other uh, situations. Also, on the same day, agreed to terms with Eagles safety Rodney McLeod on a two-year contract and re-signed Jalen Mills on a one-year contract. Now, the rumor is that Jalen Mills will be uh, uh, switching positions and moving back in the defensive backfield from cornerback to safety. I don't know how that's going to work. I personally have a safety that I personally would like later in the draft on Thursday to potentially replace Mills. If Mills does not work out, I am willing to let him have his chance. But I do have 
one safety, one specific safety in mind for later in the draft for Howie Roseman to draft as a potential project. I'll elaborate on that at another time or possibly on the mock draft special. Tune in. And Rodney McLeod is serviceable. He's getting a little bit up there in age. Um, I mean, Rodney McLeod and Jalen Mills, I mean, I especially with Malcolm Jenkins, us uh, scoffing at Malcolm Jenkins wanting his money, he ends up going, to, going back to the New Orleans Saints, the team that he was a part of before the Philadelphia Eagles for so many years. I loved Malcolm Jenkins. I mean, who can hate the guy? He's a good player. Yes, he's aging. It's, it's a little interesting that he wants a raise in salary as he's advancing in age, but it's not to say that he didn't earn it. I'm just saying I do see Jenkins' side of things, and I do see the Eagles' side. And it's, he's a guy that you can't replace easily, if he's replaceable at all. So I think the, this is going to be a huge experiment and one that some fans may walk into the season, if there is a season, with their eyes closed or one eye open or looking through their hands. You know how when you cover your, hand, your face with your hands and you kind of peek through your fingers, kind of. I mean, it might be that kind of situation, I mean, in all honesty. Then the first big move for the Philadelphia Eagles in the two, in the 2020 excuse me offseason, on uh, the very next day on March 18th, the Eagles agreed to a three-year contract with big free agent Dev- Javon Hargrave. Now, I had to do my research on him, and the more that I looked, the more that I loved. Now. You plug him in next to Fletcher Cox, potentially push Malik Jackson to the outside as an edge rusher. I mean, that sounds like a winning formula to me. Fletcher Cox and Hargrave in the middle of that offensive line, pushing pushing guys into the quarterback. That's what Hargrave does. Hargrave is a disruptor. He's he's a run stopper. He's a run stopping force. You always need that in the middle of the defensive line, but the guy can get through uh, opposing centers and guards so, with such ease. He, he makes it look so easy and able, and able to get to the quarterback. He may not get a sack or a tackle for a loss every time, but you need the guys that are going to put pressure on an opposing offense and an opposing quarterback to make them make the mistakes that they can't make at critical points of a game. You need those guys. And that's what I love Javon Hargrave for that reason and so many more. Everybody was still waiting, though. They say Javon Hargrave, okay. There were some people that poo-pooed that that, uh, uh, signing, excuse me. And and that's just because people didn't didn't really know him. He, He wasn't a guy that stood out or jumped off the screen, you know, but he did what he needed to do. The very next day, March 19th, we got the guy that we wanted, that everybody wanted. Everybody's tweeting Howie Roseman if he has a Twitter account. I'm not exactly sure if he does, you know, uh, putting up signs outside his house, the whole nine yards. We traded for Darius Slay. I don't have the trades 
or actually, oh, never mind. I, I do. Sorry about that. Here, let me turn my monitor here. I do have the terms of the trade in front of me. I forgot I wrote that down. Traded the Detroit Lions for Darius Slay in exchange for a 2020 third round pick and a 2020 fifth round pick. So, I mean, for a 29 year old cornerback, especially one of the best cornerbacks in the game, my personal opinion, I think the guy's a ball hawk and a shutdown corner. I mean, and we needed that, especially for the last couple of years. We truly, truly needed that, Eagles fans, did we not? I, I mean, I was ecstatic when we when uh, when not only when we traded for Darius Slay. But later in the day, we signed him to a three-year contract extension through uh, 2023. So Darius Slay is going to be an eagle for just a little bit of time, which I love. Now I think we should draft another cornerback on the opposite side of Slay to let him learn under Slay. I think that would be the best course of action. But hey, that's just me putting on my GM hat. And the last couple of tidbits here for the Eagles 2020 offseason, but moves that cannot be understated. Moving two days down the road to March 21st, agreed to terms with linebacker uh, Jartavis Brown. Uh, he's a, He ca- came is coming over from the Los Angeles Chargers, almost called him San Diego, as I've been doing for probably the past uh, umpteen however long. He's been injured a lot of the time, especially last year, um, so he is a relative unknown, but I think he's a prospect. Uh, we are, Our linebacking core is really young with Nate Gary, Jartavis Brown, uh, Duke Riley, Alex Singleton, and uh, the rest of them are escaping me, but you get the point. We have a lot of blue chip young Uh, And decent prospects in our linebacking core. Now, we released Nigel Bradham. We let him go. So so there's not that veteran presence in that three-man linebacking core for the Philadelphia Eagles. So it's going to be interesting to see who takes the reins and who steps up as, say, the leader for that group. But I think it'll be interesting to watch. I think I'm a little trepidatious about going into it without that veteran presence. And yes, there's a lot of time left. There's trades on draft day. There's trades that are made afterwards into the perpetual offseason all summer, et cetera, et cetera. If there is a football season at all, which is still up in the air due to the whole coronavirus, COVID-19 global pandemic. But I'm not as worried about it as I was before. The only thing is, is that there's not a lot of, now, now you may say, well, you say you're not worried about it, Blake, but, but you say to draft a linebacker. Yes. It, he, here's my logic. There, there's blue chip prospects. Yes. But there's not a guy that kind of wows you that, that there's not a lot of name value there. And I'm not to say that there's name value in in Troy Dye or Luke Wilson, not to disrespect them, not to say that there's not name value. Just that's not what I'm getting at. 
I just, you know, just to give us an exciting to say, hey, this guy, you know, we're Nate Gary. There's there's nothing wrong with them. He's originally from Minnesota. I don't know if you guys knew that. And, you know, he, he just he's a fifth round pick. You know, it's one of those things, you know, you, you, you draft a, a linebacker in the second round. It's different drafting them early versus say, you know, oh, the sixth round pick. Here's this guy. Not to disrespect anybody, but that's the way it is. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Uh, Next up, on the same day, we signed safety Will Parks coming over from the Denver Broncos to a one-year contract. I like Will Parks. Um, He's not a guy that's going to get a lot of interceptions or a lot of uh, passes defended, but he's he's a good depth player to have. Now, maybe he'll beat out Jalen Mills for the starting other safety job opposite Rodney McLeod. Maybe. I mean, who knows? I'd be okay with that because, again, some people are a little trepidatious about letting Jalen Mills, you know, run the the other safety spot opposite McLeod. I, I get that. Um, but Will Parks is a, is a decent enough player, I think. And lastly but not least... The Philadelphia Eagles agreed to terms with nickel corner Robbie Coleman. Sorry, I got a little uh, mixed up on my notes there. To a one-year contract. Robbie Coleman will play the nickel corner spot. Uh, does that mean that Sidney Jones is going to man the other side of corner opposite Darius Slay? Now, I know what everyone's thinking. And yes, I said I would probably like them to draft a corner of the future. I'm not giving up on Sidney Jones. Not yet. For those who don't know, I was a big, 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 big Sidney Jones backer. That's me. That's this guy. Sidney Jones is uh, probably number one fan right here. Blake Plonsky right here. So I'm not ready to say that to write Sidney Jones off, not yet, but he does need to step up in certain areas. He does need to change a couple of things, uh, but I'm will, but my leash is longer for Sidney Jones than other people. You know, my rope is longer to say, hey, let's give him a little bit more time. Let him develop a little bit. Not everybody hits the ground running. He missed so much of his first year. As an NFL player with that in, with the injury that he had, only played a handful of games or a handful of snaps, if I remember correctly. So let's give him some time, a little bit of distance from that injury. Let's let him start maybe at corner and see what happens. I know I'm kind of doing an about face here, like on the fly, as I'm reading through my notes and talking into this microphone here in my studio. I'm going to do uh, a 180 a little bit, or at least um, what's half of a 180, a 90-degree turn. Yeah, there we go. I'm going to do a 90-degree turn here and say, you know what? Let's hold off on corner. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to scratch that for now. I do because I don't want that to hinder Sidney Jones. I'm a big Sidney Jones guy. I'm not ready to let him, to let him go. I'm not ready to write him off just yet. Maybe one more year, but, you know, as high as I had them drafting a cornerback, I just, I'm not ready to, I'm going to use that draft pick on something else. I'm going to scratch that out, 
and I'm going to come back with something else. I'm sure uh, Taylor will go through his Minnesota Vikings mock draft, I'm sure, at some point on Monday, and I will go through my Eagles draft sometime on Monday on our mock draft special. One more time, everybody, make sure to tune in Monday, 420, Monday, April 20th at 7 p.m. on Facebook Live, facebook.com slash Global Dynasty STR. Do not miss it. And that's all the transactions, all the draft talk for now. Uh, and that's all I've got for you, everybody. Uh, make sure to tune in on Monday. And I'm happy to be back in the saddle, everybody. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for all your listenership, all your love, and all your respect for all that I do in my radio broadcasting work. I can't thank you enough. All of my love and all my thanks go out to all of you, the listeners. I'm happy to be back. We're just getting started, everybody. Let's continue on. I'm Blake Plotsky, and this is another edition of Global Dynasty Sports Talk Radio. And I am out. Peace.